You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Six, Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant, to shot. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. Back out to Allen. History quarter. Curry for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination, it's the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. All-Star Edition. We've got a couple of all-stars here. Uh, I'm joined as always uh, with Callum Mack. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well, man. All-Star Weekend. Let's go. All-Star Weekend. Came around pretty quick this year. I think I think it's a little earlier than it normally is um, with a different season. But, yeah, still crept up on me um, pretty early yeah, in the season. You, we, we've got a few things coming up. A lot of people didn't really want the All-Star or didn't think the All-Star Weekend was going to go ahead. But it's here. Let's not let's not argue about it. Let's just embrace it and enjoy it because it's, you know, it's going to be on regardless. Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to it. It's always an entertaining day, and, and I think they're cramming it just into the one day as opposed to the two, which would be good. Um, it'd be nice just for a good a good lad sesh to bring the guys over, have some beers. Yeah, I mean it's always fun. Like it's, it's never like fantastic basketball, but you can make you can make <laughs> some games out of it, which we're going to do on the podcast today. You can you can run some side bets and have a, have a bit of a wager with your mates and and have enjoy yourself. So and sometimes we always get a bit of surprise with a three point contest and dunk contest. So you know there's there's fun there to be had. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's always a good weekend. So. We're going to be focusing heavily on the all-star games, the three-point contest, skills comp, dunk comp, all that sort of stuff today. But first of all, now, I'm happy that this hasn't happened yet because we're going to be breaking it down first before the actual league does. But we're going to be selecting on behalf of Kevin Durant and LeBron James, who are the captains for the all-star teams. Now, obviously, Kevin Durant is out injured and he won't be playing. So he can't play the game himself. So the way I'm envisioning this is going to go down is that Durant gets the first pick so that he can select a player on his team. So then they both have one and then LeBron will get the next pick, which is essentially the same as years gone by where LeBron, who was the most voted player, 
gets the first pick. So it all sort of evens out. I'm not sure if this is actually what they're going to do, but this is what we're going to do just to make it fair. And um, so uh, you were the most voted player in our league because you're winning our fantasy competition. So that's why I selected you as LeBron James. <laughs> and I'm the injured Kevin Durant. Um, so in, in that way, I'm going to be selecting first for Kevin Durant. And I think for me, it's a pretty easy selection. Uh, I'm going to be going with Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, with my first pick. Just because I think the man, Shocking. you know, he's, okay. he's, a, he's a freak. He doesn't know how to play easy. He doesn't know how to chill out. He's just going to be driving to the hoop, dunking it, having a good time. He's going to be my, my first pick. A bit of bad blood. I think Kyrie Irving's in the corner. A bit mad that you didn't, uh, your teammate didn't get yeah, selected well, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Kyrie. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know what? It's, it's Mitch Casey uh, selecting, not Kevin Durant this time. So I'm playing to win, not to please my teammates. Let's go. Well, um, I'll take this opportunity to select Anthony Davis, even though he can't play, but as LeBron James, I will keep the, the good blood in the water. Um, but obviously, well, he's off the cards. So Yes, you got a, um, you got a scapegoat there. you got a, you got a... a <laughs> I just want to stay in Anthony Davis's good books, unlike him. Right, right. Um, I'm going to select uh, Steph Curry. Let's go three-point shooter with LeBron James. Why not? Like, let's team them up together. Yeah. He's, he's sick of versing him in the finals. I think we'll have fun playing together. Look, it's a, it's a tough combination, Steph and, and LeBron. You've got you've got the big athletic body right into the rim. You've got the three point shooting, Steph Curry. So I don't mind it. He he would have been right up there with my my next selection. Uh, all right, now let's see where I want to go here. Now I could I could still mend some fences here and, and pick Curry Irving, or I could <laughs> or I could drive a wedge deeper to uh to the, the chemistry of the Brooklyn Nets, and I think I'm going to do that because I'm going to go. Uh, for another wingman, I, I want some athleticism on my team. I want some guys who are, you know, hungry to prove themselves. And I'm going to pick Kawhi Leonard as, as my next player. So I'm starting off with two big guys, two wing guys, Giannis and Kawhi. We're, we're going to play some defense too. Yep. Clearly. Big bodies. A lot of forwards. No guards yet. No, we're not, play, not playing guards. We'll, we'll pick those later. That's interesting. Okay, well, um, in that case, I'll probably have to go with Luka Doncic with the next pick. Okay. Uh, let's, to go. Let, let, let's do Steph Curry and Luka Doncic um, with LeBron James. I think that's a great combo. Okay, I like it. A lot of playmaking. A lot of playmaking on that team. Maybe something I need to look at with my next selection. Too many, too many playmakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely useful in the All Star game. You're obviously sharing the ball around, and everyone's looking to get everyone involved. Yeah, yeah this is a tough pick for me now here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the bigs for now, and it's just a question of if I, if I, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I'll, I'll, I'll pick my teammate now, my, my Brooklyn Nets teammate, and I'm gonna go Kyrie Irving. I think he's, he's feeling himself. He's have the handles out. He loves an All Star game, so that's where I'm gonna go. We've got the chemistry, the coach player chemistry, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Kyrie Irving with this next selection. It's about time. I think he's still a bit mad. Um, but he <laughs> would have been my next pick, so you stole him from me. Oh, well okay. I like that. Um, I like a good snake. I feel like with all of this playmaking, I, I need some scores. So okay. I'm going to look at Bradley Beal with this. Ah, I'm okay. take him, put him in the starting lineup. Right. I like it. I like it. He was who I was, I was considering between him and Kari. But but now that I've got my, my point guard, it's time for a bit of uh, bit of homer action. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab uh, my boy, Jason Tatum. He's still... <laughs> Better, I would say he's better than Bradley Beal. He's he's a bigger player. 
obviously in this all-star game, if everyone's not playing so hard, he can get to the rim, get some dunks. I think he's got a point to prove. He's been late included into this all-star starters. So I'm going to take my boy Car- uh, Jason Tatum. I think he's, he's a good selection at this point. A lot of forwards on your team, bro. Um, hey, it's positionless basketball. You know, Kawhi can play two. It's all right. And did, did I hear you say you think he's better than Bradley Beal? I mean, the man's putting up like 30 po- 34 points a game. So let's not disrespect. Yeah, no, I, I still think he's got an edge. He's got a bit of defense, longer. Uh, Bradley Beal's a baller, though. I won't, I, won't, I won't say he's a bad player, obviously. So we've got two right, big well, guys left. i got two big men. So who, who do I want, really? Do I, do I want to keep the passing uh, theme going for my team? Or should I get more of a defensive, dominant big man in a bead? Mm, oh, it's a tough choice. Tough. It, it is a tough choice. Um, <laughs> I know who I want. I, I want a bit of. I want a bit more because you can never have too much flair. But I want some Nikola Jokic. Let, let's go. Oh, I want okay. I'll take Nikola. <laughs> Shit, that was gonna be my guy. I was hoping you'd, you'd select the big, uh, the big Embiid there. But uh, team I'm, I'm, I'm happy to him come on my side. Look, my team's looking very physically demanding, very imposing. With Embiid coming over to my side, we've got some defense, which is you know not a lot played in the uh, in the All Star game. But if we wanted to, we could switch it on and and and, and bring it over here. So I'm I'm not too mad about that selection here. So just to reiterate, the starting five, I'll, I'll read out my starting five. I've got Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and then Joel Embiid. A very very physically de- imposing team. I'm pretty happy with. We're going to bully you uh, a bit in the in the paint. <laughs> Get some dunks going, which we all know is what the All Stars about. So, I'm happy with that side. Well, look, my team's looking pretty impressive. I'm pretty happy. Um, definitely a lot of playmakers out there. A lot of shooting, as well. So I've got Steph Curry with Bradley Beal, um, who really are just scorers um, in my guards position. Yeah. I then have Luka Doncic with LeBron James, just passing big man, make plays. And then with Nikola Jokic at the center spot as well. So well, uh, that looks like a pretty entertaining team to watch. Yeah, I look, I, I, I wanted Jokic. And uh, I guess what I should have failed to mention is that we're actually going to be tracking these these players in the All-Star game and counting up who is going to be scoring. And on the next week's podcast, we're going to reveal who scored the most amount of points between our teams Um regardless of what team they play for in the actual All-Star game. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll give you guys a winner of who, who came ahead on top with this with this selection. Uh, let's move over to the bench now. Um, so being the fact that I selected first uh, for the starters, we'll let you take the first selection for the bench. Um, well, in that case, being LeBron James, he, he did have a tweet about this man recently in the past week saying he is... Um, one of the more disrespected players, he actually listed two. He said those two guys who are really disrespected. Um, yep. I'm going to go with Dame Lillard, who was one of the Oh, guys okay. I thought you were going the other guy. I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> you pumped bait me, me there. Me too for a second, but uh, he did mention Dame <laughs> Lillard. He is one of yep. the most underrated guys in the league. Um, LeBron knows that. He, he respects him. He respects his game. I'm going to take Dame Lillard. I, I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all. Oh, jeez. Okay. So you've taken Damian Lillard. That's the guy I wanted. Look, I'm going to go down. I'm going to continue my theme because I think I think there's plenty of other guards I can get later. I'm going to keep my, my size. I want some athleticism. I'm going to take your boy from your fantasy team, Paul George. PG, all right. Yep. I'm going to take PG as, as my first, first pick on the reserves. I think, yeah, I just want some athleticism. I want some dunks. I want some guys running the floor. That's my guy. Um, look, fair enough. He, um, I, I watched the fourth quarter of the game today that he played. Didn't play very well, but um, 
Yeah, well, yeah. look, he's resting up. He's getting ready for the actual game that matters. That's he's a bench player. Yeah, he doesn't have to close the game. That's okay. Yeah, he, he, um, I've given him the assignment already. He's already getting himself ready to go. <laughs> All right. Well, next, next, this is pretty hard. There's a lot of good names out there. There are some good names. Yeah. I'm probably just gonna have to take the best player on the board, um, and also probably someone who's feeling a bit, um, bit stabs in the back again in the Brooklyn teammate. In James oh. Harden. <laughs> okay. James Harden. Look, yep. Kevin Durant's not making many friends after this one. No, I'm, I'm wedging a, a crack into this Brooklyn Nets team, aren't I? Look, I consider James Harden with the last pick, but I just feel like he's a bit he's a bit of a pleaser at the moment. And we're, 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 we're tracking points in, in our league, so I think he'll, he'll get a lot of assists. He'll make a lot of people happy. But um, I, I don't see him scoring as many points as the other guys. I think, yeah, maybe he'll, he'll be cruising a bit. Uh, you know, in the all-star game. So I want players who are out there playing hard. Speaking of playing hard, I don't think this man can do anything but play hard. Uh, and that is the big man himself, uh, Zion Williamson. If we're, take, if we're talking about dunks, my team's got it all. We've got, we've got dunks coming out of our ears. So I'm taking Zion Williamson and uh, he's going to be on my team. First all-star game. Uh, so I think he's going to have a lot to prove. He's going to have a lot of energy. Pelicans aren't going nowhere, so he's got. He's not got to worry about injuries. Um, he's just going to play. He's going to hoop, and he's going to be throwing the ball down. So I'm picking Zion from the reserves in his side. I mean, you don't have any playmakers though. Like, who's who's feeding him the ball? <sighs> nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure that out later. Don't worry about it. This is the All Star game. You don't need to. You know, we're just dunking. Yeah, look, I, I'll be honest. You stole my pick there. He would have been my next guy just because. Oh, I, good, I, I, good. I, I really wanted him on my team. Got some great passes right now. It would have been a great fit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, look, I'll have to mix it up. Bit of a curveball. Oh, maybe I need. Should I get a big man? I've, there's, there's still a lot of big men on the board, aren't there? there there's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a few at the end there. Sabonis, Randall. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna tap into maybe LeBron's mind state, and I think with this pick he's going to want Jalen Brown oh damn it you snaked my Celtic off me two way guy um, yeah. I need the forward you know, maybe he'll we'll slot him in for the final lineup because we know last um, all-star game they did have that different format where you have to hit yep. a certain point so yep. maybe he could be valuable That's I like good. it I, I, don't, I don't mind it at all now look I'm, I'm going to have to address this playmaking situation next uh, I'm looking at a looking at a guard here. I think now. Do I want? Uh, I do want to. I do want to keep some shooting on my team. So I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick a man who's leading one of the best teams in the NBA right now. He's a uh, previous dunk contest combatant. Uh, I'm gonna go with Donovan Mitchell. He's athletic guard. He can stroke it. So he's gonna keep some shooting going. He's gonna give me some playmaking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Donovan Mitchell. Yep, He's on a roll. He's the best team in the league right now. That's so, it. He knows how to play with good players. Well, I'm going to have to get LeBron's... Another guy who he mentioned was uh, one of the most underrated and overlooked guys. And D-Book. Let's go. Devin Booker. I'll take him. Scorer. Guard. Fits my team well. Get the ball in the bucket. Let's go. I like it. I like it. He was definitely in consideration for me. All right, I, I'm disrespected th- player in the league, man. <laughs> hey, look, disrespected. He, we agreed. We we picked him on our initial All Star team straight up. We didn't need any injuries to get him in our team, so we're on your side, LeBron. 
Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the playmaking, but I'm also gonna. This guy fits perfectly in my team. We're talking dunkers. We're talking two way players, and now we're talking playmaking. I'm going with Ben Simmons. He's gonna help us run the floor. He's gonna help us play defense, be big, get dunks, throw lobs to Zion. Man, if I actually had this team, this would be so fun to watch. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ben Simmons to join my team here. Yeah, it's a bit scary. You, yeah, look, it's another big forward. Uh, yep. You've got a lot of a lot of big hey, boys in your team. We're, yeah, we're we're big, man. Try 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 and guard us. Stop us getting into the paint. Right, well, I'm gonna have to look. I'll go with my guy in Chris Paul next. I, I know LeBron has to pick his guy. Um, yep. Chris Paul, veteran. He, he played. He closed out the game last se- um, in last season's All Star game. So I'm hoping he closes out this game as well. Yeah. See, I've I've been straying away from Chris Paul. I think he's he's hungry for a championship. I don't think he's going to be playing too seriously this this All Star game. I think he's going to be cruising. Um, so he's only got one load, man. He's a bulldog. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think I think he's going to be chilling. That that's why. That was why I did. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm glad you took that pick because I wanted this guy here, another shooter, somewhat of a playmaker, and another dunker. I'm going with Zach Levine on my squad. He can put up points, man. He he'll he'll get hot. Ran it in from threes. Him and Donovan Mitchell shooting threes on my bench, and Paul George as well. So, I'm, I'm picking Zach Levine here, and and we're left with the big man. Just like in the, we we don't like big men apparently, uh, Cal, because we we've, we've left them to last in both the starters and reserves. So, bit of a theme there. Well, I'll, look, I'll have to get a big man this time. Yeah. Um, I, I will say though, before I do, that um, your team's looking pretty good for the um the dunk comp. You'd have Donovan. Oh Mitchell. yeah. <laughs> You'd have uh, Zion Williamson, and you'd have uh, the two-time champion and Zach Levine. So. Oh, if, yeah. Plus, t- you didn't even, not even mentioned Giannis and Ben Simmons there, and Paul George. Oh, yeah. yeah so. so take your pick for the fourth uh, fourth contender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. We should just have a dunk comp between my, my squad. <laughs> um, I, I'd love to see Nikola Jokic in a dunk comp. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'd love to see. Um, all right, next pick. It's tough. I'm going to have to go with my guy just because I love his game. And he's earned this spot. And I'm going to have to go with Sabonis. Let's go Ooh, get a big man. Okay. Once again, it can pass. He's a great passer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's physical. Get some rebounds. He'll get some boards. He'll get me some points, I'm sure. Sabonis. I, I like the pick, but I am glad that you've left me this guy, who I, I thought you would. I think you're a bit of a, a New York Knicks hater. And uh, shout out to all my Knicks fans out there. This guy deserves to be an all-star, and I'm glad he's going to be on my team. Julius Randle, he's going to, again, he's a good playmaker, just like Sabonis, but I think he's got a little bit more athleticism, a little bit more hunger. It's his, is it his, it's his first All-Star game? Is that right? It is. It is definitely. First All-Star game, so he's going to be wanting to prove himself, get up and down the court. So I like, I like me some Julius Randle. He's going to be very energized um, and, and prove that he's worthy of that selection. Yeah. And then there were two. And then there were two centers. Two centers. Um, can, I, can I pick Jimmy Butler? Is that an option? <laughs> pick up my guy. You cannot pick Jimmy Butler. Oh, damn. All right, well, in that case, look, I'll have to go with... I'm going to have to go with Vuce. Let's go, Vucevic. All right. Um, he's on my uh, fantasy team. I'm picking really my fantasy team. I've got Sabonis. Yeah, you are. you got Sabonis, Vucevic. Yeah, yeah. Vucevic. Let's go. There's a bit of a bias there. Look, I think that's the right <laughs> selection. I think, I think he's someone who can shoot the ball a little bit. Rudy Gobert, he's... You know, main skill set there is defense. Not the biggest uh, skill set to be needed in an all-star game. But, hey, he's a big man. He can catch lobs. You know, Ben Simmons can throw him some lobs. Zach Levine's throw some lobs. So, 
I think he'll he'll do all right there as as the last pick, and you can't really complain. So there's our squad. So let's go over the benches again. Um, I've got Ben Simmons, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, Zion Williamson, Julius Randle, and Rudy Gobert. And Cal, you've got you've got some uh, some some good guards on your on your squad to start out. Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Booker. James Harden, Jalen Brown, and a couple of big guys, Sabonis and Vucevic. So let us know in the comments, which team do you like better? Which team do you think is going to score more points in the All-Star game? And which team do you think would actually win a proper NBA game? There might be different answers, but we were going for more of a points All-Star sort of format, but it'd be, it would be fun to see these teams actually go head-to-head. So let us know down in the comments which teams you, you guys like. We're going to move on. So that's, the, that's our All-Star team selection. We're going to go to the skills context next, um, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll issue. So you you picked the reserve first last time, so I think it's, it's over to me now to select the first pick uh, of the skills contest. And uh, I said I think Chris Paul is going to be resting uh, in the All Star game, but <laughs> I think he's going to be resting because he's going to expend all this energy in the skills contest. He's going to have something to prove, and I'm going to pick him to will win the skills contest in 2021. That's Fair my enough. pick, Chris Paul. Look, he's very skilled. It's a good bet. He can do it all. I don't think he's participated before, has he? No, I don't think so. I think he's, I think he's got... He's, he's definitely the oldest of, of the bunch here. So he's going up against some young players. So uh, we'll see if he's got it in his legs. But he'd, he'd have to be the favorite, I guess. Maybe with Dontic. But look, I'm going to... Look, I think this is what I want. I want Montez the bonus. Let's go. The big men have won this historically pretty well. Yes. Montez can do it all. He can shoot. He's he's reasonably quick when he wants to be. Great passer. Let's go, Demontes. Let's go. Yeah. No, I like it. I, I like your shout out. The big men have done very well in this competition. I think they take it a bit more seriously. They've got a bit of a... That's something to prove. Yeah. They've got an edge. They, they want to get in there and, and, and do the work. Um, look, I, I like your pick. In fact, we, we selected some dark horses uh, to win this, he he would have been mine, uh, followed closely by Julius Randle. I think was was my next one. I worry a bit more with Julius Randle with the three point shot. I'm not sure if he'd be able to pick that uh, or, or hit that one. That seems to be a very key part to this competition. Um, so I think Sabonis will probably be a bit better suited for that one there. But do you have another dark horse pick that if um, these two weren't available that you'd, you'd select? Um, I mean, I'm looking at it. And I... <laughs> I mean, could, could you say Robert Covington? I don't know. I just, he just have this yeah. passing through. Like, he can shoot. But even then, he can't shoot that well. If I was going uh, someone else, I'd probably go Luca. Um, yeah. I mean, it seems, it seems like low-hanging fruit. But, yeah, I guess, like, he's the guy that we haven't mentioned who, who would yeah. be up there. Um, he's, you know, if you said Chris Paul might be the favorite, I think Luca might be the favorite just because he is younger. And, and, um, they'd be 1A, 1B. I yeah. yeah. I, 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 back in DeMontis. I reckon he can do it. That, and I'm pretty sure that there's two opposite ends of the spectrum. Is it the bigs bracket and then the guards bracket? So at, at some point, they've got to come up against each other, I think. Or uh, I'm not sure. I can't really remember quite how it works. Obviously, I think there's actually more contenders usually anyway in this in this thing anyway. So see how it works this year. Um, it's always a, it is always a big versus small in the final. Yeah. So I think there's normally eight contestants though. We're six this year. We'll we'll see how that all works out. Obviously you don't have quite as a neat bracket to get there. So see how that might be a bit different this year. We'll we'll see how it goes on. All right. Here's uh, what I consider to be the highlight of the uh, the All Star 
Saturday night. Traditionally, it's normally the Saturday night. The three-point contest. Now, I selected first in the last one, so I've given you a bit of a layup here. <laughs> Who do you think? Who's your pick for the, uh, the three-point contest winner here, Cal? I'm going to have to go with the greatest shooter of all time in Steph Curry. He's a safe bet. You, can't, you can never go wrong if you bet on Steph Curry in a three-point contest. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Del Curry is not available, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Steph Curry. Yeah, it's it's. I feel like it's an easy pick if if you or just look at those. Thompson. Yeah, you just look at those names and you think, oh yeah, who's it going to be? Um, which leaves me with, I'm not sure where I'm going to go. I, I'm seeing, I'm to be honest, I'm ruling out my Celtics. I don't think I don't think that they're the kind of lockdown three point shooters that the competition needs. I'm drawing towards Devin Booker. You know, maybe he's feeling a bit slighted with that all-star snub. He wants to prove it on the three-point shot. Did he win last year? I can't remember who won it last year. I think he's I think he's won it before. Yeah. So he, he's got that, ex, got that experience. You know what? Let, let me lock in Devin Booker. That's going to be my guy. I was tossing up between him and Donovan Mitchell. Um, but I think, I think Devin Booker, he's got a nice clean stroke. It's a bit effortless. I think I think he's my guy. So that's that's where I'm going to go. I think for me the dark horses are Donovan Mitchell and and Zach Levine. Um, I think they could be pretty good. Do do you have one of those as your dark horses, or or you you you're back in a Celtic? I, I had um, Zach Levine as my dark horse. He's the yeah. man who if I uh, maybe I'll look at the odds before and uh, see where he's standing because this season he's shooting forty three point three percent. Um, and a lot of them are pretty tough as well. And, and I love his stroke. It, it, it is a really nice looking yeah. shot. And I, I don't think he's been in this contest before, but he is killing it. Um, he's super efficient this season. And it's on a pretty high volume. He's taken yep. he's taken a fair few. He's taken eight a game while shooting the 43.3%. So it's pretty good. He'd be definitely be my dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. I did consider him as well as Mitchell and Booker, but I just don't know. I think he's, he's a bit more streaky than the other ones. I feel like the other ones are a bit more reliable. I, I know he can get hot and he has had games where he's had like eight plus threes. So if he gets into that kind of a zone, definitely could take this out. Um, you know, he, he's one of those players, maybe he has like a great first round and then, you know, falls off in the second round of this three point contest. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. I think, I think any of those four could win it. Uh, I'm hopeful, but I'm not putting too much stock in my Celtics, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I don't know. I just don't think they're as consistent as these other guys. All right. And let's move on to our last contest on that Saturday night. It is the dunk contest. Now only three contestants this year. Um, not the all-star sort of high-value names we, we, we see. or Not that we normally see huge names in dunk contests, but usually better than this. Um, I picked... No, you picked first on the last one, so I guess it's up to me. And um, I don't know. I'm not feeling confident with any of these names. Uh, I'm just going to go in the wildcard territory, and I'm just going to go with this... Uh, Cassius Stanley is my guy. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick him. Anthony Simons, I'm putting a line through him. I've seen him play. I don't really pick him as too much of a dunker. Maybe he's creative. So I was picking between him and Obi Toppin. I know Obi Toppin's got a bit of hype around him, but he's just a, a bit too big. I, I think that the smaller guards get a bit more hang time. So he's a bit shorter, a bit smaller, might have a bit more hang time. Never seen him play. Don't even know what he looks like. But I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Cassius Stanley. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Is that, do you, is that his name? I have no idea. I don't know who he is. He's my guy. He's my guy. He'll come out and shock the world. 
that he will make a name for himself at least. So yeah, that, that's yeah, something. and that's right. He's he's got a point to prove. He's, he's no one's heard of him. He's going to come out. And he's going to show the world. I mean, well, Derek Jones Jr. did the same thing. He was he was a nobody until he yeah, so yeah he got paid. Maybe we're looking at a bit of a repeat of that. He didn't win that year. I'll point out. But, uh, no, oh, true. Yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> I'm yep. going to have to go with a man who I'm hoping can simulate some of the best dunk contest of all time because he reminds me a little bit of him. So I'm going to pick Obi-Wan Kenobi Toppin. <laughs> and he, he, he does kind of remind me of Aaron Gordon. Yeah. We all know that Aaron Gordon versus Zach Levine was the best. That was crazy. Really of all time. It's my favorite. Yep. And my favorite dunk of all time is... Um, oh, I mean, it was Vince Carter with the 360 windmill, but yeah, that's what it was until I saw Aaron Gordon on a dunk contest. When it when he did, those two of those dunks which were ridiculous. Where he, like, the one where he just yeah, like underneath under both legs. legs, yeah, oh. both legs, man. And the one where the mascot's on that that spinning one, he comes the around. That wheel. was oh, yeah, Jesus, absolutely crazy. So, are you expecting that from Obi Toppin? Look, I'm I'm not going to set the bar that high, but you doesn't remind me a bit of. Aaron, <laughs> yeah, I can see the similarities. Yeah, I'm going to put my money there. Uh, look, I think that's lofty expectations. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been an Obi Toppin hater from the get-go. I'm going to continue the hate. I'm going to be he true to form. Though. He can dunk. He can dunk. And I think he would be the odds-on favorite to win this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just We'll see. I, I, I wanted to mix it up and, and give, you, give you Obi Toppin because I know you're a big fan. All right, that, that's our that's our wrap up for the uh, the dunk contest, the three point shooting contest, and the skill contest. Let us know who your picks are uh, for each of these contests, and and if you think that we're crazy for picking who we have, tell us how stupid we are that we didn't pick Luka Doncic for the skills contest, or you know you think Zach Levine's going to run away with it. Let us know. Hit us up in the comments. We'll move on to some NBA fantasy now. So. It is the All-Star Weekend, and so we've got a, a huge week, at least in most formats. Um, some formats do chop it up into two weeks, but for most formats, it's that, that double week. So it's a bit of a time where we can look to stash a couple of players if they have been injured, or we sometimes look forward to, and it seems like this year especially, there's a lot of players coming back from injury. So... We're going to run through some names um, who, first of all, players who are we are expecting to come back from injury. Some of them have already come back um, and what we are looking to expect from these players. So I'll run through the list first and then I'll throw it over to you, Cal. We've got Larry Markkinen, Kevin Love, Cole Anthony, Christian Wood, Devontae Graham, and he played today, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, all of these players are expected to come back if not the first game, very, very soon after the All-Star break. Um, let's just, if you if you just name one of the one of those players that stand out to you and, and what you're sort of thinking uh, we can expect from them, um, who, who's jumping out at you first there, Cal? Well, I think the biggest name on that list from a fantasy point of view has to be Christian Wood. Yeah. Uh, those Houston Rockets have been terrible without him. Awful. I think they're on an 11-game losing streak or 12-game yeah. losing streak, something atrocious. And yeah. and he, when he went down, they were above 500. They were about 11 and yeah. 10. He's a great player. He puts up incredible um, fantasy stats. So, um, you know, blocks, rebounds, points, threes, uh, reasonably efficient as well. So he is a must-have. Um, I'd be looking forward if he gets back soon. Do you think that his production is going to be the same compared to when he went down? Um, obviously... You know, he had that little bit of period when James Harden was there, but obviously when he left, he was still putting up huge numbers. Um, are you worried about a shutdown at all or anything like that to end the season, obviously with the Houston Rockets doing so poorly? 
Uh, the only thing I'd be worried about is if they do decide to make like oh, actually no, I take it back because um, they don't have that pick this year anyway, so there's no point in the oh, pick. Do they so not? You might as well get guys out there. Um, you might as well get some yeah. You might as well get some plays up, right? Makes sense. Yeah, right. I didn't, I didn't realize they didn't have that pick. Um, uh, I who's... think it's a weird thing where there's like there's uh, there's like swap rights. So even if they right. do well, the swap yeah. rights. I mean, they're just gonna lose it anyway. So <laughs> is it, is it, is it OKC that has it on on the um, like Chris Ball trade or something? Um, it, it might be. Um, yeah. That's okay. So maybe, maybe maybe fact check that first. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to highlight a player here in Kevin Love, um, one player that we haven't seen play basically at all this season. Um, wondering what we're going to get from him. Uh, we're going to speak about another Cav player later on in Larry Nance Jr. and him coming back from injury as well. I'm wondering how much of an impact he has. He could very well be on your waiver wire. Um, I would definitely pick him up if he's there. I think he's worth a, a sort of speculative ad. Um, he's someone who can put up stats within a, you know, sub 30 minute a night roll. We'll get your threes, we'll get your points, get your rebounds. Especially now that Drummond is no longer there, who's hogging all those boards. I think he's going to, you know, get close to his sort of eight, nine rebounds a game. Give you decent threes, give you decent free throw percentage, uh, assists maybe a little bit. So, but I am curious to your take as well. I know you're a bit lower than Kevin Love than I am historically. What you're expecting from Kevin Love once he comes back from injury? Look, I'll start off by um, look. I hate to say I told you so, but I told everyone not to draft this. Yeah, game. you did. Um, you did. <laughs> but look, if he's on the waiver wire, I I'd definitely add him in preparation for him yeah. back to the team. So I think he would fit well. Um, with, with the new additions that they have had. And when he does have minutes, um, he can still hit the three. He'll get the reasonable rebounds and points um, with those threes as well. So yep. he'll, he'll hurt you on field goal. So I yep. would definitely take note of that. Yep. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you'd probably have to punt blocks as well. He doesn't get any blocks. Yeah, he's a specialist. If he's on the waiver wire, I'd, I'd pick him up. Oh yeah, yeah. If he's on the waiver wire, I think he's an easy ad. And if it doesn't go well, and Larry Nance supplants him, or if he gets re-injured again, no, no big deal. So I definitely think he's worth a swing. Um, I would obviously, if you've been holding him, you, you keep stashing him. He's about to come back. Um, but I wouldn't be expecting like a. I think if he is a top 100 player, I think that's a win. Like that's that's a really good effort from Kevin Love. I think he'll be close to that. Um, I don't necessarily think Larry Nance will play ahead of him, or at least not so much that Kevin Love's going to be playing less than like 24 minutes a night. So I think I can still see him playing between that 24 minutes and maybe 28 to 29 minutes sort of mark between there. Um, and I think in that kind of a minute role, he, he is valuable. So um, I, I sort of expect to see him as about a, that 100 ranked player. Uh, let's touch on one more guy from this list, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic. Obviously, he played today. Um, we had a bit, of a bit of a race to the waiver wire before the podcast uh, to pick him up, and, and I managed to nab him just before you did, Cal. Thank you very much for reminding me that he played today. <laughs> you stole from me. I gave you the advice. Like, oh, you know, Bogdan played today, and he actually yeah, no. jumped on fantasy and picked him up straight away. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, look, just taking a bit of a flyer on him. I, I don't even know if he's going to be in my team uh, a couple of weeks from now. He was a borderline sort of player before the injury anyway. Obviously, you've got a bit more. Uh, you had a crowded Hawks team before this, but now you know, there's still a few more injuries going on there. Um, they're obviously not performing as well as they thought that they would. 
So perhaps they go away from Mogdan, play more of the younger guys. I'm not really sure. But basically, I think, like I've done, you pick him up, see where it goes, give him a, a week or two. If he's not doing it for you, then you can drop him and move on. But he might be that sort of back-end sort of player that can help you in uh, points, threes, some trickle of assistance deals as well. But uh, percentages are not great. No real blocks, no low rebounds. Um, maybe higher turnovers than someone you would like. Um, that's not giving you that many assists. But what are, you, what are your thoughts on Bogdan? Obviously, you wanted him. He's one of those guys yeah, who Cal? kind of put up a pretty... Oh, it looks like we've just lost Cal there. Um, but I think he is a good add um, for that one. All right, well, a we'll bit of technical difficulties, but we're back online. We're going to be talking about um, the injuries of players who uh, um, might not be back straight away, but are not too far away from returning. Um, so I've got a bit of a list here, a bit more sort of uncertainty in these guys. Um, I'll start off by going with Marcus Smart. Delon Wright, a couple of uh, shooting guards there. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, some big names. And as we mentioned before, uh, Larry Nance Jr., who apparently has been ahead of schedule in, in shooting drills, but his initial timetable was a bit longer than this. So um, if he does come back after the All-Star game, would beat that timetable. Um, obviously, you've got a couple of big names in, in Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis, who players would, would love to have back. Obviously, you're stashing them and holding them um, and just crossing your fingers. What about these other guys in terms of DeLon Wright, Larry Nance Jr.? Um, what, do you, what, what can we expect from those guys moving forward? I'm particularly interested in what you think of DeLon Wright with um, the situation over there in Detroit, Cal. Well, well maybe I'll, I'll let you take the reins of DeLon Wright. I'll jump in and say um, out of those guys, I'm most keen on Larry Nance Jr. Um, okay. Just because this man was like almost leading the league in steals, which is very, very he useful was. for yep. the team. And he's an essential part to that Cleveland team. I, I don't think Kevin Love will affect him a whole lot. I still think he'll get his minutes. Um, he's actually got one of the highest um, deflection rates as well in, in the league, as well as steals. So he's super active on the defensive end. And, and that's why you had him on your team. He wasn't really there for a whole lot else. Um, I guess he gets you half a block as well, and he gets you the odd points, rebounds, one steal a game. Uh, but from a fantasy yep. point of view, he, um, I mean, those two steals are, are so so useful so he, he's, he's yeah. on my radar when he gets back um, he's always got the hat yeah I, I am curious to see how it goes with him and Kevin Love returning like we mentioned before I think he is going to take a bit of a hit um, but I do think that because like, he he's, was averaging 33 and a half minutes um, a game before Kevin Love sorry without Kevin Love being there I definitely think that's going to probably drop below 30 minutes a night and I think that's enough for him to sort of lose a fair chunk of his value based on the fact that those steals are such a big part of what makes him valuable. Um, you know, yeah, he gets you sort of nearly seven rebounds a game, which is decent, and it's a decent amount of assists from a power forward um, at over three a game. But outside of that, it's pretty dry, um, you know, less than 10 points a game, free throw percentage is poor, um, you know, for a big guy, 48% isn't outstanding. Um, so I'm probably maybe less psyched than you are, and I would not definitely would not be expecting what he was putting up before the injury, um, just because I expect Kevin Love to at least take some minutes away from him. Um, but I do think that they'll squeeze enough that he'll still be rosterable and he'll still be someone that you want to have on your team, especially if you are in need of steals. Um, but I just wouldn't be yeah, expecting the world once he comes back. And definitely if he's on your waiver wire, you, you 100% pick him up, um, especially by the, all the reports that he's ahead of schedule. So I think you'd probably do that now and just wait to see what happens over the All-Star break. 
Um, we'll, we'll touch on um, Dylan Wright. I'm, I'm really... Dylan Wright's been a headache for me. Like, I've, I've had him in fantasy teams in the past. Uh, I've dropped him. I've picked him back up before. I've dropped him again, and then someone else has picked him up, and he's gone off when everyone else got injured. Um, there's, there's so many questions in that Detroit team. I, I, I just can't shake the feeling that they just don't like him, and if they've got any excuse to play anyone else other than him, they will. And I think he may have some short-term value whilst... Um, I'm not sure exactly what the status... I'll just have a quick look up now of what Killian Hayes is doing. Um, I was just looking at but it. I think he so is, it says he, yeah. might have been, he might have been back in mid-March um, at the earliest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, he might he might be a little bit further away. Maybe maybe in April sort of return. So Dillon might have a little bit of short term value, but I, I don't really see him being a long term, rest of season sort of high impact guy. But he he'll be all right for the sort of back end sort of. I see him kind of similar to like a player like Bogdan Bogdanovic as we talked about earlier. Um, that same kind of level of value. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, you got a player like Dennis Smith Jr. as well. He's getting a bit of minutes at the yep. point guard position, and um, Dillon Wright can. He is pretty useful where he can play kind of, you know, the one, two, and three. So he probably still will get his yeah. minutes, but you might say that his assists could go down. Yeah. You've got Sabin Lee there as well, who's emerged recently. Um, obviously, we talked about him as a waiver wire pickup. He's not that anymore. Obviously, we, we said to temper expectations, but he's still going to steal a little bit of minutes away from Dillon Wright. And that's really why Dillon was good for a little chunk of the season there, because there was literally there was no one else on this team, um, especially once they traded Derek Rose. Um, so. I yeah, I'm just I'm a little bit down on Dylan Wright. I would not be expecting what he was doing before the injury um, when you when you pick him back up. But but take a swing, see how it goes. But don't expect too much. All right, let's move on to the last section of this injury little list that we're going on. Um, and it's these players that are a little while off, um, highlighted by the bane of my existence, the <laughs> biggest regret of my draft, and that is Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> what? What the fuck is going on with this guy? No one, no one has any idea what's happening or where he's been up to. Um, no update has been found. Uh, apparently, he's been participating in shoot-around, but uh, outside of that, who knows? Um, CJ McCollum apparently hasn't been running, um, so he's a little whiles off. We did have him as a buy-low candidate earlier. Um, I'm less keen on that now with this report that's come out recently. Yusuf Nurkic is still a little while away uh, with his broken hand. And then Karis Levert is still uh, probably maybe closer than some of these guys, but, but might still be ramping up after some sort of serious health concerns um, earlier in the season. Um, who stands out to you in this list here, Cal? Um, I, I like Karis. I, I think from reports that I've read, he is kind of ramping things up now. He's not going to come back before, obviously, the All-Star break, but... I think shortly after he could make a return. So he could be maybe mid this month. You might see him back on the court, uh, which I'm excited for because he's on my fantasy team. And that Indiana team desperately need him because they're running. They're really just draining Sabonis and um, Brogdon pretty much to their bone. Everything's going through them. I think he's that perfect guy to slot in to really take some of the minutes away and, and run the second unit just like what he was doing in Brooklyn. Um, so I, I can see his value. Being similar to what it was in Brooklyn, uh, maybe some elements of it could go a little bit down because he had such a green light there with the second unit. But yeah. I still think he will have a really nice high usage. Um, and, and the injury that he had was it was a bit of a surgery, so you really would expect him to come 100% back. When he is healthy, he should be 100% what he was. 
and, and he's going to beat a player like TJ Warren, who looks like he's still months away, is another report. So he's another ad, a player you can add to this list. I wouldn't be stashing TJ Warren, by the way. Um, yeah, so he's going to come in and, and, you know, a player of his position who's no longer there. So I think that that's going to aid his value. Um, so I like that one. I want to touch on I want to touch on CJ McCullum because I, I think we might have differing opinions on this guy. I mean, we, we did highlight him as a sell high earlier in the season. Um, and I still think that people might have a fonder memory of CJ than I think his value is going to be when he comes back. Um, I'm worried that you, people are going to expect him to be that top 10, top 15 player that he was prior to the injury. And I just don't see that happening. I, I think he's going to lose a bit of a step, which is a big shame because he was, he was put up a career year and, and I will acknowledge that. But yeah, I just, I don't see it being really close to what it was. And I think he's going to be closer to sort of like a 40th or 50th ranked player, if I'm honest, uh, just because some of that shooting, I think it's going to drop off. Some of the steals is going to come back as well. The points might drop as a result as well. So I am a little bit down on CJ. Um, and if by name recognition only, you can sell him for top 20 or 25 player on a team that's doing well, that can wait, maybe you do so, but I think that'd be hard to do. So um, you just sort of got to temper expectations, I guess. Yeah, he, here's a weird one because he was doing so well and it's one of those things, I guess the league right now, the offenses is clicking. But in terms of his stats, yeah. he's having career highs in points, assists, steals, um, field goal, yeah. three-point field goal, um, you know, three-point made. Everywhere. It was, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I think the one thing which you could say is a positive that should be maintained is um, I think their coach just kind of told him, hey, look, you, we know you're a great three-point shooter. Um, he just gave him a huge green light and was like, CJ, just let him fly from three. And... Last season, he was putting up seven attempts a game. This season, before he went down, he was putting up 11 three-point attempts a game, which is huge. And that's why his value is so good, because he was averaging almost five three-pointers a game, which is absurd. So if he does yeah. keep shooting them, if he keeps shooting 11 three-pointers a game, he, he can hit four of them. Like, he can. That's like Yeah, I, I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that will maintain it, but it's more the percentages and the steals that I think will drop, and that can have a huge impact on the ranking, as we know. But um, I still think, yeah, the three-pointers, I think it will be his career high once once it comes back, and it still will be of a high level, Um, but it's more those percentages and steals that I was worried about. Um, And if anyone, if anyone has any idea what is going on with Jaron Jackson Jr., please let us know because we have we have heard nothing. This man was supposed to be back a month ago. He had a surgery before Christos Porzingis, three months before Christos Porzingis, and um, nothing. The Grizzlies are just keeping their mouths shut, and uh, I'm hating the fact that I drafted him in the mid-rounds and... <laughs> Just holding him through this whole thing, and I've, I've managed to stay in the in the hunt for the playoffs. But god damn, I need him to come back soon. All right, let's let's go on to our, our weekly segment. Uh, we're doing some buy low and sell high, guys. Now I've got a couple of um, couple of buy low guys here. Um, we'll, we'll get a bit of a theme going in a second, so I'll, I'll start off with mine. Um, my first buy low here is Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Now. The, the Celtics have had a rough go of it recently, and um, it's been reflected in, in Tatum's recent numbers. Um, just as a few games back, he had a nine-point game, shooting 22%. His most recent game, he scored 14 points. In the last four games, he's also scored 13 points as well. So three of his last four games scoring 14 points or less, that is not what the person who drafted him in the first round wants or expected. So if you're able to, I definitely think you could 
get Jason Tatum um, later. I, I actually don't think that he will be a first round rank for the, the entire season. I think it might have been a bit premature drafting at that point. Um, he's 25th of the season. I think he's probably definitely a top 20 player. But um, yeah, I, I would be tempering expectations not to overpay to get him. But at the moment, I think you could, you could drop a you know top forty player and, and sort of get get him on on your on your team. In the last two weeks, he's the fifty third ranked player um, in thirty seven minutes a night. So you can point those out to the owner, let him know that he's struggling. The Celtics suck, all that sort of stuff, <laughs> um, and you might be able to get a buy low on your hands. What do you think about JT? Yeah, his, his field goals really come down um, only 40% mm. over the past couple of weeks. And he's taken 20 a game, so he's, he's letting it fly. It's just not quite going for him. He does take pretty um, hard, you know, pretty demanding shots in terms of, you know, step backs and whatever. So yep. he, is, he is one of those guys I think will, over the course of his career, will go through streaky months just because of the, you know, the, the difficulty level of kind of like the shots that he yep. does put up there. Um, I, I think it's a good contender. I, it's, it's one of these things, though, because someone probably would have offered up a first-round pick. Sorry, would have used a first-round pick to get him or one of the earliest second-round picks. So it's, it's hard to really let go of a player like that. There's usually a bit of a yeah. connection. Like, I know he, he's on your team. Like, would you consider trading him? Oh, no, he's not. He's on Sam's team, isn't he? Uh, they stole him from you. No, yeah. Remember, yeah, he stole him from me. And I did float out a buy low offer and got immediately shut down from <laughs> Sam today. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you're right. It can be that emotional attachment for those first-round players. But sometimes it goes the other way. Sometimes you, you're really just sick of a guy who's supposed to be a first-round talent and um, and he doesn't produce anything for you. So you, maybe you can throw out a couple of um, you know third or or fourth round guys and package them together to get Jason Tatum. And I think that could be uh, that could be a good option there. All righty, we'll, we'll head over to you now, Cal. Uh, who's your first buy low candidate? Um, so this is an interesting one, and I'd love to get your take. I'd say he does classify as a buy low. Um, yep. I'll have to go with Mitchie Robinson. Okay. Um, he, yep. He was performing well, great defensive stats, and was surprisingly high on, on the ranks. He was getting up to the, the 50s. Um, just purely based on the, the steals and, I guess, the rebounds as well. But those blocks were the main asset that he's bringing the team. Um, but that being yeah. said, even though he is a buy low, he is a bit of a gamble. Um, because Nerlens Noel has been really producing almost identical numbers. He's been putting up good steals, good blocks, um, the rebounds and points. And yeah. I will say, Mitch Robinson's been out for eight games. Um, do you want to hazard a guess what the Knicks are in, the, in those games? Uh, something good, I reckon. Uh, I don't know. Six and two. Let me know. Jeez. So, yeah. It's it's a weird one because I mean, yeah. will he get locked back into the starting lineup? If he does, it's a total win and it's a definitely good buy low. So that is one kind of. If you think that is definitely going to happen, that is a good angle to go for to make the trade. Yeah. What, what, yeah, I guess take? you could have some. I guess you could have some worried owners out there. He's obviously a, a very specific type of player. Uh, I know you and I have both been historically a bit lower on him anyway. So I guess it's you, you got to really sort of feel out what the owner thinks of him. And when we're saying buy low, I'm assuming you're saying buy really low. Like send some outside of the top 100 kind of players. He's injured. Um, he's looking like he's back mid-March. Or mid to late March is sort of the prognosis there. Um, the good news is that the Knicks are doing well. So they want him back soon. They're not going to just tank and, and, and let him sort of sit out games. So I think that helps his sort of um, time back to recovery 
uh, process. But um, he's he, yeah, he's a very specific type of player. So if you need someone who's high field goal percentage, high rebounds, high block steals, you're worried about your turnovers, you want to keep those low. He's he's a perfect player there. But for some teams, it's obviously not going to be a buy low because you might not care about those stats. So. Um, yeah, I could see it going either way. I think he will walk back into the starting lineup. Um, I don't think Nerlens is going to stop him from returning to the minutes that he's in, so I'm not worried there. Um, yeah, it's just more about what you actually think of him as a player. So if you think that the owner is worried about Nerlens stealing the job, then definitely you can get a buy low. Uh, but I'm not too concerned. Do you, are, you, are you worried at all? Do you think that Nerlens could take the role? Um, I think there's some potential there. I mean, they're six and two. Yeah, that's the thing. It's such a record. Yeah. I, I don't know. Tips can be pretty brutal sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the last last three games, Snellens has played thirty seven, forty, and forty one minutes per game. Uh, so, which is pretty pretty good. The games before that, though, twenty three minutes, twenty four minutes. So, um, a few wins in there. Um, uh, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I think I think at this stage, you know, he it was not like he was playing enormous minutes beforehand like he was only playing the 28 minutes a game so i think it's a huge ask i think that they're probably going to be you know around that again um so i'm not i'm not too worried uh but good one though let's let's move on to my next one and it's a, another celtic which is my theme for these by lows today and it's jalen brown um, i think he's the first player to feature on both lists for us this year as a sell high and now as a buy low um, obviously, at the start of the year, started on fire. Um, Kemba Walker was out. Um, you know, he was sort of the main man. They had a few guys out with COVID at one point. Um, you know, was crushing it. Now, recently, l- less so. He's he's been down as again the, the whole Celtics have been. Um, and if we look at from a rankings point of view, in the last couple of weeks, he's actually outside the top 100, ranked 106th. That's on the back of no blocks. Low steals, um, field goal percentage is poor, points per game is down, nearly below that 20 points per game sort of mark. Um, and his three-pointers, you know, it's 1.9, but when you're at, you, you know, the league is shooting a lot of three-pointers right now, so that's actually not quite cutting it in terms of uh, sort of value. So that's actually a negative score there uh, at 1.9, so that's also dragging his his, his marks down. Um, so, you know, he's... He's someone who I think you could definitely buy low. I don't think he's going to be outside the top 100 for the rest of the year. I think he's close to that 50th kind of rank mark, um, which is where I see him sort of evening out. And he's on 46 for the season. So that's taking into account his hot start and his trash stretch at the moment. So I think that's really what you're playing for. Uh, ranked 120th the last month. So just to give give it a little perspective there. What are your thoughts about Jalen Brown? Yeah, it's pretty weird how um, over the past couple of weeks, you got Jason Tatum, who you mentioned before, shooting 40%. And over the past couple of weeks, Jalen Brown's only shooting about 43%, a bit under. So yeah. It's a bit weird. You would have thought that they kind of help each other out in terms of field goal. So that, that's one of the other big negatives that Jalen Brown's been hurting your team yeah. on. She's putting up about 17 attempts a game, but he's only making seven of them. So you, yeah. you don't love to see it. He was he had great percentages when Jason Tatum was out. Um I feel like it was shooting like about 50% from the field. And, and that's why there was so yeah. many talks about him potentially even making the starting lineup for the All-Stars. So, yeah. A bit weird. His defensive stats has not been there either. You really want to get his no. steals up. Um, he has, In the past couple of weeks, has been under a, a steal a game. So you don't want that. Yeah. So de- definitely worth going out there. Maybe the owner is a bit worried. 
Yeah, I definitely think so as well. Um, he's also someone who, but a good note to know, he's, he's actually improving his free throw percentage. So on the season, he's um, 78%. The last month, he's been over that 80, 81% mark, which is a very key sort of area to be hovering around, a positive versus um, a negative on decent amount of attempts. Uh, but yeah, I think just make sure you sort of know what you're paying for with Jalen Brown because we have seen wild swings in his value. And I think the key here is also Marcus Smart. As soon as Marcus Smart comes back into this lineup, I think it's going to change the world for the Celtics. Like, you're going to see Brown go to the small forward, Tatum go to the power forward. I hope that they don't start those two big guys which clog the lanes, clog the paint, um, and it will provide a bit more spacing for these guys to get to the rim a bit more freely. Um, and I actually think that he's a big key factor as to why the Celtics have been struggling, number one, but also why these two players are down uh, in terms of fantasy value. And field goal percentage, we know, is the, the big thing for both these guys because that paint is clogged right now because they're not really guarding anyone else on this team um, and can focus all their attention on those players. So I think that's what's going to happen when Marcus Smart gets back. All right, hit me with your second buy low. All right, well, we did touch on him in the um, players' return from injury. So if you haven't checked out that video go check it out because he just played today and it is Bogdan Bagdanovich. Um, played 15 minutes today. He's back. Um, there's still injuries with the Hawks in terms of, I think Chris Dunn still out who could kind of take some of his minutes. Yep. And DeAndre Hunter. And Hunter as well, who's, that injury is hurting them a fair bit. But I think he's yep. going to boost their, their roster. At, um, he's, he's worth an ad first and foremost if he's on the waiver wire. Pick him up. But mm-hmm. if there's an owner out there who, who maybe picked him up, even if, say, for example, Mitch, I know you picked him up today, I could throw a low ball off at you now if I thought there was some potential there. And I think there is some potential there. Maybe, with, maybe. With the injuries. So he could be a buy low. I think he, um, he classifies. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind it. Um, I think, obviously, you're buying really, really low. Like, if you've got oh, yeah. a, a, sh- a short-term... A short-term value um no one really comes to mind maybe a jalen brunson maybe you, you throw out there who's been playing decent recently um like, someone like that uh, who's Williams not something like that yeah, yeah look, someone who's, who's you know, a bit of a hot stretch but you probably don't think they're going to have a long-term upside and maybe you can sort of trick some owners into getting someone um in, in, in a bit of a short-term value um i'm not not completely sold on him as a, a super highly um upside sort of player but but I definitely think he, he can suit some teams in terms of he's going to give you three he's going to give you some points and assists some low steals sort of thing so um, not not too hyped about it but but I, I could see it working out um, and he was in the he was in the fourth quarter playing pretty well in today's game when I think it was John Collins sat the entire fourth quarter and the Hawks actually did a decent job coming back into the game and ended up winning so that bodes well for his sort of um, minutes moving forward. I think um, there's a lot of frustration over in Atlanta. They obviously fired their head coach recently. So um, those minutes are going to be up in the air a bit. And we're just going to wait until the dust settles. And, and when this minutes restriction is off, obviously the all-star break coming up helps him as well. So I think there is potential that maybe he scoops up and, and becomes a sort of a heavier minute player. So uh, I would definitely pick him up if he's there. All right, let's move over to some sell-high guys. Um, I've got a couple of guards here that I want to talk about. First up, I want to throw out DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs. So, big reason why DeJounte Murray has been playing really well recently is that the Spurs have had a lot of players out. Um, They've had a lot of um, COVID-positive tests, and Murray 
has been taking full advantage, going absolutely bananas in the last few games. He's still a good player. Um, I definitely don't think that he's a bad player, but in the last sort of couple of weeks, he has been going absolutely crazy, and he's the 11th ranked player uh, in the last two weeks. Um, you know, putting up 27 and 7 with two steals, um, great percentages, low turnovers. I just don't think that this volume is going to keep up, especially when players like Derek White come back into the mix. Um, you know, uh, other sort of backcourt players sort of fill up. Lamarcus Aldridge is still working his way back into shape, so I just don't think that that offense is going to be there but he's been absolutely crazy these last few games yeah you said that 11 in the past four, uh, two weeks that's crazy it's um, it's off it's off four games so they missed a fair few before that so it is only off four games so smaller sample size but hey you can catch people with that that's what these sell high guys are all about that's it like 27 and 7 so that's huge and yeah good field goal huge as well. two steals he was on my um definitely on my kind of guys to look out for in the draft i did want to pick him up mm. in those mid rounds unfortunately i yep. didn't quite get him but I'm, he was always going to be elite in steals and he, he is proving that yes. this season and the assists yep. um and the rebounds definitely help for a guard position and it's great that he's now putting up points yeah oh it's definitely been his breakout year but he's just not going to be this good he's going to be more of a top 50 or top 40 player um rather than a top uh, 15 or 20 player so if you can get someone who's a top 25 value i, I would definitely do that um who's your first sell high guy cal uh, my first sell high guy who has been absolutely killing it recently um in russell westbrook oh okay i know we, we kind of had um a buy low uh, yeah i was gonna say this is the second guy to the second guy to feature on both lists. There we go. Yeah, there you go. So he's turned it around. He hasn't missed a game for a while, which is kind of why yep. I put him on the list because there was Good. always a bit yep. of talk that he was going to rest a few games. And I think that probably is to come. Um, we'll we'll yep. see how it does end up because there's obviously the All-Star weekend. Maybe he will be fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. W- w- with the standings as well, it could be it could be an interesting race towards the end. And, and if an injury does happen to, say, a Brad Beal... I'm not too sure what Russell Westbrook could do to really elevate them to the playoffs. So he's a he, the reason I mentioned that is he could be a little bit worrying maybe towards the end of the season in terms yeah. of his minutes. Um, that, that's my concern yeah. for him. And right now he's balling. He, his value value is back up. If there's a time to sell him, if you were so pissed off at him at the start of the season and you're like, I want to get yeah. rid of him, now would be the time. Yeah, I, I agree. I like this pick. I like it a lot because the concerns that were there when he was being shit are still there you know like it's it, his injury history is not going away there you know he did play a back-to-back recently however i'm not sure if that's going to be the norm I, I remember hearing some comments from the coach saying that it was a bit of a blowout win he played you know i think it was the 32 minutes a night um on sort of i think i think it's feb 28th our time um so feb 27th over in the states and then he played the the next game uh, after that on against Boston so if you can spin the narrative that hey look he's playing back-to-backs now even though I don't think he will you know some owners might sort of fall for it obviously there's still the same risk his free throw percentage is shocking his turnovers are the highest in the league so those things are still there he doesn't hit you any threes he doesn't get you any blocks and it's funny that we've got a sell high here guy who's in the last two weeks the 169th ranked player (laughs) so i I do think he is a good sell high though because obviously rankings weigh in those two things um percentages and turnovers very highly 
But I think if you do want to remove him, now is a really good time. So um, I would be looking to get some value there. But if you don't care about percentages and turnovers, you, you shouldn't have cared all season. And he's still going to be a decent player for you. So, um, But if you did care and you mistakenly drafted Russell Westbrook, now's a chance. Um, all right, let's move on. I've got another one. It is Kendrick Nunn. A few guards on our on our sell-high list here. But obviously, Kendrick Nunn, he's been balling with um, Dragic out recently. He's someone in the past that traditionally when Dragic has played, he's actually not played at all and picked up a couple of DNP CDs. But in the last couple of weeks, his ranking is still high. Dragic has come back, but they've had Tyler Hero out. So maybe you can sell the narrative to someone that, hey, Dragic is back and he's still playing high minutes. He's still going to be good uh, and, and maybe sort of salvage some value because he could very quickly turn into a droppable player um, with when the Heat are healthy. So what are your thoughts on Kendrick Nunn? He used to play really well recently. So it, you'd like to think that he can maintain it. Um, the thing about the regular season is I think Dragic will rest a fair few games um, just because they need him for the playoffs. He's, he's so crucial yeah. for that team. So I, from the regular season point of view, I think he probably should maintain a similar level to what he has now. Um, yep. But yeah, like his value is sky high right now. So now's the time he's he's the he's the 35th ranked player over the last couple of weeks. So if you can get anyone in the top 50 or 60 players, I would be pulling that trigger immediately. Um, that might be hard to do. Even top 75, I'd be doing it um, because I don't think he's going to be playing this well he's he's averaging 16 three and a half rebounds four assists still and a half um shooting good percentages hasn't missed a free throw in that time three threes a game and only one turnover so um i just don't think that that's something that is sustainable with all these players getting healthy again so i think he's a massive sell high um let's move over to your last sell high mate all right so my last sell high is um it's an interesting one. I'll say that. It's a bit of a... Maybe if you have this man, he's another guard in Kyle Lowry. And okay. Maybe you, have him, maybe you could be a bit nervous that he's on the trade block. We, we did make a podcast about potential trades and trade rumors yep. um, previously. So if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Uh, g- give it a like. Yep. But this man, it's one of those guys who, um, if he gets traded to a contender, um, which I do think could be likely, right now it's... um not like no one's talking about it a whole lot so if you yep. want to trade him if you are concerned he's going to get traded now be the time um because if he gets traded to a contender you, you probably find his value is going to go down i mean he averaged a, mm. today he put up a triple double he put 24 points before that i feel like his shots will go down if he goes to say a team like and any team that needs a point guard with um um i don't know like if he went to the clippers for example or, or even if he went to the 76ers who's there's been some rumors yeah. about I feel like his value will drop, um, especially in assists, if he went to the, uh, the 76ers. So it's something to keep in mind. I think if he is traded, um, in, obviously in the real world, then now would be the time to trade him in fantasy. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, obviously, if you look at his like last couple of weeks, he's the third-ranked player. That's uh, obviously not going to be sustainable, but that's only on two games because they've missed a few games on... Um, due to COVID. He's back now, uh, and a lot of the other players are also out still so I think he's going to be the main focal point for the next couple of games how many of the games they've got they've got yeah two games before the all-star break uh, are back-to-back so he's going to put up some big points and big stats in the next two games which will extend that sell high window um 
you, you say you're worried about trades. I'm also worried about injuries. Um, this guy has been injured at the end of the season for the last, I don't know, like three or four seasons. So he always seems to come out, smash it early on the season, and then just completely drop off, A, or B, get injured. So I think he's he is someone just getting older. I think you, you, you've you walked the tightrope with Kyle Larry and Yorossa for, for long enough. I think you can cash in and get someone who's similar value who doesn't quite have that injury or trade risk. I think you, you're sort of winning. So um, you could trade someone for around his sort of value, which on the season is... Um, as my computer loads here, uh, is is still quite high, but something that I would I would definitely consider. He's a 38th player ranked in the season, so if you can get a top 40 player for for Kyle Lowry, I, I would definitely pull that trigger. I, I want to throw one more sneaky surprise, one a bonus sell high. This is this is someone I, I'm not actually sure is a sell high, but I want to open up a discussion um, because. I initially put him down, but then I thought, you know what? Maybe he's just going to keep doing this for the rest of the season. And and that guy is Lamelo Ball. Um, what are your thoughts on Lamelo Ball for the rest of the season? He currently, if I just bring it up real quick here, he's been absolutely balling since he's moved to the starting lineup. Um, he's someone who is on my fantasy roster and someone who I don't know if I would consider trading him for for something around the same value. He's 48th on the season. And the last two weeks since being in the starting lineup, he's 23rd in, in the league in terms of ranking. So do you think that LaMelo Ball is a, uh, is a sell high cow? Look at 23rd ranked. We, we know who won number 23. Yeah. But maybe he the Hornets. Maybe it's no um, There you go. Hey, Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> he's been killing it, man. Like He's been having two steals a game as well, which has really boosted yep. him up there, which is another huge yep. reason. And the half a block a game for a guard is useful. 20 points. You didn't really expect him to have the points, especially on that field no. goal. The, the 48% yep. field goal. It really looks, when you look at it in the scheme of things over the past two weeks since he's been in the starting lineup, it really does look like it's too good to be true, if I'm honest. Yeah. You'd, you'd have yeah. to say something that comes down. There's no way. He, like, uh, It's weird because when I watch him, he, he looks so good that I feel like there's no reason yeah. he can't. Um, when I, like, I, he I, does kind of do the eye test. But when I look at the raw yeah, numbers, he, it's hard to believe it's going to be maintained. He's, he's really special, man. He's done way better than I thought he would. I obviously drafted him. I drafted him close to pick 100. Did not expect this sort of return this early. I thought maybe after the All-Star break, he would start to play a bit better, uh, which has got me thinking, you know, he, this is this first half of his first NBA season. So, you know, he's going to get a bit of rest of the All-Star break. He's going to get fresh legs again. And often we see these rookies start to play better in the second half. So, look... I would have to agree that the field goal percentage in the last two weeks, 48%. I don't think he's going to keep that up. He might be closer to 45%. Um, and maybe the steals drop off, you know, a, you know, a little bit. But the rest of it, maybe 20 points, maybe he's closer to 18. So those things will all, will all affect his ranking. But in terms of, you know, five rebounds, he can do that easily. Seven and a half assists, easy. Two and a half threes, done. You know, I think he can get that half a block a game. His free throw percentage has been solid all year. Um, he's still going to get high steals. I think he he's good at in, um, sort of reading the plays and things like that. So I think he is going to be a top 40 player for the rest of the way. Maybe not the 23rd ranked player, but I wouldn't be in a rush to sell him unless you can get a bona fide stud, like a top like a top two round sort of player in return because of name value and hype and just based on his current ranking in the last two weeks. So I thought that was just an interesting, interesting one. Um, 
you know, obviously, we all love watching a bit of Lamelo Ball. So he's my favorite guy to watch right now. It's, and those Hornets, are, they're so good to watch. Yeah. I saw I saw a stat that he's actually leading the rookies in every single statistical category except for blocks. Who um, Wiseman has him just by a little bit. So pretty crazy. Yeah, and turnovers as well. Yeah, he's, he's winning in turnovers, so he's got the most turnovers. So he's, he's got them all in the, the major statistical categories. But um, yeah, just a, just a beast right now and um, much better than I thought he was going to be in his first year. Oh, he's definitely surprised me. I'm, like, I, I was a hater to the, at the draft, yeah. so I'm, I'm eating those words. Um, but he's yeah, we, one of my yeah. favorite guys to watch. Uh, and a lock for the rookie of the year. So I think that's not really a question anymore at this point. All right, we are going to call it there, guys. If you're watching along on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Chuck a like onto the video. Um, let us know in the comments who uh, is doing well for your fantasy team. Uh, let us know your draft regrets like mine and Justin Jackson Jr. Um, if you have any buy low targets that you think are worthwhile or any questions about your fantasy roster, we'd like to get through to all those questions. So let us know in the comments, um, and we will catch you guys next week. Enjoy the All-Star break. See ya. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.